Wednesdays with Walton on Scoops with Danny Mac as we come to you from Jupiter, Florida. As uh, we had the game yesterday, we'll have a couple of games coming up this weekend, and Brian Walton has been on the backfields uh, at Roger Dean Stadium and the complex that's shared between the Marlins and the Cardinals looking at the minor leaguers. They've been here for a couple of weeks or so. Hey, Brian, good morning to you, and uh, as always, thanks for jumping on. Yeah, thanks, Dan, and I also got in Monday, and so that gave me a chance to go down to West Palm Beach and see the major leaguers, and of course, uh, you know, with a road game in spring training and a day game the next day, the Cardinals sent a number of the farm, you know, system players down to, uh, you know, play with the big boys. So that was uh, also nice. Who stood out for you? Well, in that game, I think uh, one of the things that was most interesting to me was Nolan Gorman, uh, you know, looking straight at the shift and slapping the ball to the left side, um, you know, to get on base. That was that was a nice thing to see. Uh, I think lefty Connor Thomas, who's 24th in our prospect ring, you know, all the focus on Memphis has been with the left-handers, Zach Thompson and, of course, Matthew Libertor. But Connor Thomas is a guy kind of undersized, uh, but is a really good pitch maker and had a nice year at Memphis last year. And, you know, he looked really good on that major league mound as well. Well, take us through a day for Brian Walton uh, during spring training and trying to follow the minor leaguers. What's it like for you? You were telling me, by the way, you, you need to get new shoes or new insoles. So you've been walking all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I put a lot of in. Part of it is, of course, because of the, you know, the COVID restrictions and all the, the gates aren't necessarily open like they used to be. So it means some more walking to get around. But the good news is, you know, one can get back to the, to the fields in the back and see what's going on with the minor leaguers. And typically the day um, they have drills in the morning, everybody reports and, uh, you know, around nine o'clock to get on the fields and they have positional drills, they have skills drills, they have situational drills, you know, two runners on, uh, two outs. Uh, you know, just all they, they drill the players on every possible kind of situation. Of course, the players take batting practice. The pitchers who aren't in games but are scheduled to throw will have their bullpen. So a lot of work is done in the morning, and that's typically wrapped up uh, somewhere between 1130 and 12. The players then go back in and have their lunch, and at 1 o'clock they have games. Now, the interesting thing with the minor leaguers is that because there are an, an uneven number of teams in the area, five teams, uh, the Mets, the Marlins, the Nationals, and the Astros, plus the Cardinals, what that means is obviously every fourth day or fifth day, um, there, one team doesn't have an opponent. So on those days, the Cardinals have camp days where they face off basically against each other and have mm-hmm. scrimmages. But when the Cardinals do play the other opponents, typically two of the teams – the AAA and AA teams will stay at home and the other two Class A teams will travel to the other location or vice versa. So bottom line is every day there should be baseball, in the, weather permitting, of course, there should be baseball in the backfields in Jupiter, uh, which, is a, which is a great thing. Sometimes you can see four games, like uh, on Wednesday today, the Miami Marlins are coming across and all four um, fields in the George Kissel quad will have uh, minor leagues playing. Other days there's only two games, but I can tell you, from personal experience, trying to watch two games closely and keep track of every batter and every uh, every pitcher's results—that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of running around. Absolutely, the Cardinals yesterday announced that they have optioned or reassigned six players to their minor league camp. So the number of players in the major league camp is down to 55, but it was Brandon Waddell who we saw last year in the big league club. Uh, they reassigned Trent Baker, uh, Luke and Baker, first baseman, big kid, Delvin Perez. So really no surprise with some of the moves that they made yesterday. That's right. The Cardinals have a fairly large camp, but they have a fairly short period of time to get down to the now the 28, and that's something we want to talk about in a minute as well, get down to the 28 players they're going to have on opening day. And, um, you know, none of the players like uh, Pedro Pajes, who was the catcher, was sent down. Uh, Jordan Walker, of course, the, the third base prospect. You know, these are players who played in A-ball. They don't have double-A experience, so they're not, you know, they're not guys that are, are tempting, 
to you know make the major league roster this team this spring, but they've had a chance to to you know work with the coaches, work with the um, the higher level players and the major league players, and that'll pay off for the future. We saw Jordan Walker; uh, he played a fair amount on Monday night uh, down in West Palm, and you know had a little trouble with uh, you know major league breaking pitches, but that's something Jordan Walker is going to you know figure out pretty darn soon, I think. You know, there's only a matter of time till we see him in St. Louis, but it won't be in 2022. You know, let's go back to Nolan Gorman. A lot of fans are curious about him, and you talked about what he did against the shift. Uh, what has he done to impress you down here in camp? Well, he's playing second base, uh, as you would expect. He started some double plays. You know, seems to be in the right place at the right time. Um, I don't know that he's going to be a gold glove second baseman, but it certainly looks like he's going to be solid at that position. And, you know, I think it's just to continue to get reps and, the, and show the maturity that is expected from him, not that he's ever been immature. But, you know, this sort of leads into the next thing I want to talk about, Dan, and that is uh, the word that rosters will be expanded from 26 to 28 for the first uh, month or so of the season. And that's, uh, you know, a reflection of the, the situation this spring where the late start and, and uh, pressure to get going. But most teams, like the Cardinals, may go with more pitchers, may go with 15 pitchers and 13 position players. And, um, you know, while the signing of Corey Dickerson as the, you know, to join the outfield group was a good move, solid bench guy, solid good guy to have on your team. You know, it puts guys like uh, Nolan Gorman and Brendan Donovan in question as, and Juan Yepes, not all those guys are going to be able to make the roster. So it'll be interesting to see. And these players, you know, are only going to get a limited number of opportunities to show what they can do. Brendan Donovan's uh, played some at third base, played some at second base. He's going to get time in the corner outfield. Same with Yepes, who's a first baseman by trade, but he may get some outfield as well. And these guys, you know, being able to play those multiple positions will uh, be a plus for them as they're trying to make a, a spot on the bench. Absolutely. Uh, there's a couple of pitchers I, I need to ask you about, and yesterday was my first time of seeing Andre Palante, and you told me this offseason, he said, Dan, Keep your eye on this kid. Well, I, I took a, a special interest into what he was doing yesterday, and uh, when I watched him, I was like, whoa, he was impressive. So I do wonder as they expand rosters if this is a guy that they say, you know what, maybe we push it a little bit. So so tell our listeners, because you dive into this stuff, Ryan, so well, Andre Palante, uh, who he is, uh, where he's from, you know, the the track that he's had to get to this big league camp because he was so impressive yesterday. Yeah, interesting guy and a guy that could have, his development could have been slowed because he was drafted in 2019, so he only got a half of a season. He was a fourth rounder. Um, but he came back after the 2020 year off and last season skipped over both levels of Class A. So he had played for, in short season, uh, Johnson City, his draft year, didn't play in either either Palm Beach or Peoria, Got made the Springfield roster to start last season, pitched exceptionally well in double A, got a taste of triple A at the end of the season, and then they added him to the Arizona Fall League roster, and he got the opportunity to when Jordan Hicks, Jordan Hicks was originally originally named to be the Cardinals designated starting pitcher in the Arizona Fall League, and Jordan Hicks only pitched in a few games and went home. So Palante got the chance to start in the Fall League and did exceptionally well, so well that he was actually named uh, to, you know, to the Fall Stars team, which is like the all-star team down there. Uh, a, a pitchability guy, a very good curveball, very good slider, uh, and solid command as well. Uh, you know, not going to blow you away with his velocity, but as folks saw that, you know, have seen him on TV, you know, he can pitch. There's no doubt about it. And uh, I, I was impressed with the velocity, kind of the the funky delivery that he has. Now, another guy that has opened up some eyes to people I talk to uh, is Jake Walsh. Now, you also told me, keep an eye on Jake Walsh. 
tell us uh, a little bit about this young man who's making some noise here at uh, at camp as well. Yeah, and you know, I guess I should come back, uh, you know, backtrack my comments on Palante a little bit. A guy who can throw mid nineties consistently and touch upper nineties, you know, that yeah, but that's not a big deal world, anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I kind of sold his velocity short, but Jake Walsh down in Springfield, uh, you know, touched a hundred multiple times on the gun. So this is a guy with a plus fastball um, and a very, very good curveball as well. Uh, he also throws a, a changeup. But, you know, to be a reliever in the major leagues, you've got to just have, you know, two good pitches. Uh, he missed. Jake Walsh sat out the majority of 2019 due to injury and then, of course, missed 2020. But, uh, you know, came back very strong. He had been a starter. And, uh, and then when he came back, the Cardinals made him a reliever. And uh, he, he's just got a, a very good repeatable delivery. He's got good arm speed and solid command, which is important as a reliever because we saw, you know, the Cardinals had a lot of trouble with relievers throwing strikes. Um, you know, like I said, Walsh's curveball is really, really special. And, you know, when you, when you put that with a guy who can throw 100 miles an hour, um, he's on a 40-man roster. He had to be added to the 40-man last fall. He's probably not, you know, going to make the team out of camp, especially given the number of, of pitchers that the Cardinals have signed to, uh, for, you know, major league deals. But uh, I would be very, very surprised if we don't see uh, Jake Walsh in the major leagues at some point in 2022. Our visits with Brian Walton, as always, brought to you by Stratum Structural Systems, basement waterproofing, foundation repair, crack repair, egress windows, concrete leveling. It's all at stratumrepair.com. And as well as Rottler Pest Control, the number one pest control company in the Midwest. See more at rottler.com. So when you're on those backfields, Brian, uh, take us through, and you did, you know, a little bit about jumping back and forth from the various fields, but take us through what it's like. You know, some of these guys uh, are jumping from field to field along with you and going through workouts and doing different drills. Uh, Boots on the ground, you know, give us an idea if somebody's coming down here next few days, let's say next week, what they're going to see on those backfields. Well, as I said, the, the Cardinals have been uh, open with their uh, minor league camps in that uh, yesterday morning when I was on the backfields, there were a lot of fans there, uh, fan, friends and family of players and, and just Cardinals fans, and they could watch the drills. And the, the way the, the complex is set up, it's the George Kissel quad, and it's a quad, so the, there's a tower in the center, and the four home plates all line up kind of like a diamond, and then the fields fan out. So you can actually walk around to multiple fields and watch the different games, you know, without having to take a long trek. And, um, you know, it's a very, very nice setup. It's convenient for the players and the coaches, but also, you know, the fans can get up and close and they have, um, you know, just some metal bleachers, aluminum bleachers by each. So, you know, folks can sit and, uh, and watch the games. They're, they're umpired, uh, but yet there's still time for the, the managers and the coaches to coach. Sometimes if a pitcher's struggling, they do what they call roll an inning, which is they stop the inning uh, before three outs if the pitcher's got up to his, uh, th- say, 30 pitch count or whatever. Because, you know, the, the most important thing is to make sure nobody gets injured, nobody gets strained, you know, early on as these work, uh, reliever, pitchers are building up their workload. Typically at this stage of camp, pitchers are, even the starters are only throwing two innings, maybe 35 to 40 pitches max. And that'll go build up to three innings uh, next week four innings, and then hopefully they'll be at least up to five and maybe 80 to 100 pitches by the end of spring training. Let's go back to the news that we heard last night, which is the fact that uh, teams will be able to expand those rosters. You talked about that earlier. How do you think teams across the board are going to handle that in terms of what roster spots are filled with either position or or pitchers? What do you, you know, what, what's your gut feeling on how this plays out? 
Well, the way it was before was that of the 26 players, 13 had to be pitchers and 13 had to be position players. You couldn't go, well, you couldn't go more, more than that. So now if going up to 28, the, the word is that teams will not be restricted. And so more likely than not, teams are going to say, hey, we need the arms. For sure. We need the, you know, we need the guys in the bullpen. Uh, and so they'll probably, I, my guess would be they would go 15 pitchers and 13 position players. So it doesn't help, you know, the battle among the position players. But, um, you know, early on, I think pitching is going to be the need. And if you look at the Cardinals roster right now, go to the Cardinal Nation, look at the roster matrix, which is something that I make for free. It's available. And you can see every player in the system by position, by level. Right now, the roster matrix, just based on the players who were finished last year with St. Louis and the ones who signed major league contracts, there's 30 players there right now. You subtract out Jack Flaherty, who's obviously injured, and Alex Reyes, who's injured, that gets you to 28. And that 28 looks pretty close to what I would expect right now. But, of course, there's a lot of time yet in camp for players to emerge and, sadly, for guys to get injured. Let's so, hope not too much of the latter. Not to give away for people to go to your site, but who did you have at 27-28? Who did you have making this team? Well, the, the last guys are going to, in my mind, are just the guys that we haven't seen enough, right? The new guys. So we're talking about Verhagen. We're talking about Nauten, the left-hander. Uh, Nick Whitgren, uh, the re- reliever that was signed. You know, these guys are experienced players, but, you know, are they going to unseat a, a T.J. McFarland? Probably not. Uh, but then, you know, you've also got the younger players, uh, a Junior Fernandez, who's out of minor league options, but is he ready? Uh, Cody Whitley and Ryan Helsley, you know, both uh, tremendous potential, and but, you know, haven't solidified themselves as long-term major leaguers yet. They probably will. So the Cardinals have some decisions there, but as it, as it's spun out right now, a Jake Woodford would make the team, but uh, but Oviedo, uh, Johan Oviedo, who wasn't with St. Louis, right now is on the Memphis roster in my in my look, and it's a pretty you know it's a pretty clear delineation. And the 13 position players includes Juan Yepes because, as folks may remember, he was added to the roster right before the wild card game, uh, and then of course the five outfielders including Nuke Barr and the new signing Dickerson. Interesting. And another thing, too, that I'm curious about is when you watched Jordan Walker, and we've talked so much about him, and so he gets the invite to uh, Major League Camp and, and enjoys that. Anything that stood out, even just taking a pitch or what he did, is there anything that stood out to you in watching Jordan Walker? I watched Jordan Walker closely yesterday morning on the on the minor league fields taking infield because I wanted to see you know, how fluid he is, how smooth he is at third base. And I think he's good enough at third base right now, but he's a, you know, he's a big man and he may get bigger because you know, he's only 19, barely 19 years old. So, you know, at some point in time, Jordan Walker may get moved off the hot corner, not only because of his physicality, but also, you know, there's a guy with a long-term contract at third base as Nolan Gorman will tell you <laughs> with St. Louis. So, you know, at, I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, at what point in time the Cardinals say, okay, Jordan Walker, you know, it's time to pick up that first baseman. It's time to learn a little corner outfield because I think that will speed his uh, progression to the majors. But I don't want to lose sight of the fact <clears throat> the only players from Class A Peoria who were given invites to Major League Camp were, uh, were Jordan Walker and then Pedro Pajes, a catcher. And, you know, they always had a lot of catchers in the spring. So the fact that Jordan Walker even received an invitation to big league camp after just one year as a professional, you know, says a lot. And we, we already know the Cardinals think a lot of him, but I mean, that was a a big, big deal. And like I said, they gave him, 
you know, they gave him some pretty good at bats in a big league game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk about what's happening at thecardinalnation.com. You do such a remarkable job with that. And obviously your prospect book is out. You're, you're down here in Jupiter, Florida. So boots on the ground. What's happening at thecardinalnation.com? Well, uh, what I try to do for, for fans, for readers and listeners is to take you into detail about what's going on in these minor league games. You know, what are the, what are the, the batting um, orders look like? Uh, you know, who are the pitchers that pitched, who started, who followed? And it doesn't, they're not, you know, it's not definitive yet, but you can start to see, okay, you know, these are the guys that are, are starting games in camp. These are the guys that are leading off, or these are the guys that are in the middle spots in the lineup. So, it, you know, providing a lot of information about what is happening in the games as well. That, for example, a, a, a youngster, nobody's ever heard of him before, I guarantee you. His name is Osvaldo Tovalin. Tovalin was a third baseman the Cardinals drafted in the 10th round last year. So, you know, he got minimum money to sign, started with Palm Beach, and, you know, did okay, but, you know, didn't have a, a, a season such that he jumped out of the prospect rankings. I saw this kid today hit a home run and a ground rule double, and he's stroking the ball. I asked the farm director about it, and he said, yeah, he's having a very good camp. So, you know, in spring training, some of these guys emerge that nobody really knows about yet, but we're going to bring you that information from the backfields this week. Yeah. That, that's the beauty of it at thecardinalnation.com. Uh, Brian, great to catch up. Uh, hopefully I'll see you today over at uh, Roger Dean Stadium and the complex over there, and we'll have a little fun watching some uh, minor league baseball and see of the, you know the stars of tomorrow. It's always fun to catch up with you, and thanks for doing this. Thank you, Dan. And uh, folks should know who have ordered the Cardinal Nation Prospect Guide, the book version, uh, the UPS uh, is delivering the boxes today, so I'll have those, and they'll be out. And if you haven't ordered it yet, uh, get over and get your copy before we sell out of the hard copy, but it's also available in PDF form. And that's the Cardinal Nation 2022 Prospect Guide, 276 pages of information that you can't find anywhere else. Absolutely. It's phenomenal. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Talk to you next week, Dan.